Welcome to the Big Talk Podcast, where we chat all things business and personal development related, totally unfiltered and unscripted. I'm your host, Amanda Davies, and I'm here to help you transform into the leader you were born to be, stand apart from the competition, and most importantly, share your message with the world in a big, big way. Are you ready? Welcome once again to Big Talk. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast this week. So I've got a juicy episode for you today and it's called The Six Steps to Spiritual Awakening. And many of you know, and I'm sure it's no surprise that I have been talking about spirituality and how it works with business for like six years now. Okay. If you follow my content on social media, you know that I'm always sharing really grounded business tips, but I'm also sharing a lot about this internal process that we're going through as we start to set up our businesses and grow our businesses and evolve our businesses. And part of that internal up-leveling obviously happens at a psychological level, a subconscious level, an energetic level, but also a spiritual level too. And this is something that I've really wanted to address throughout my work over the years because many of the people that choose to come and work with me are on a spiritual path, okay? And I love this because it really ties into and connects with what my business has been about since the very beginning, which is your business is just a vehicle to get your greater purpose out there into the world, your soul's purpose, your soul's calling. The business is just the bloody byproduct, okay? I've said this from the very beginning, okay? So what I wanted to talk about today, albeit a little bit different to the topics that I usually speak about, I wanted to talk a little bit about the spiritual awakening awakening process because as i said many of my clients come to me when they're at they're at some point in this journey okay i've been through this journey myself i went through my own awakening back in 2011 2012 and it really has been a 10 year journey for me um and it's not been easy i'm i'm not going to lie like some people think that you go through this awakening and suddenly it's like oh you know, you're enlightened and it's all kind of rainbows and butterflies after that. But honestly, it's one of the most challenging, but also one of the most blissfully rewarding personal journeys I believe that we can do. All right. So I don't want to divorce this topic from business because I really believe that when we're on this spiritual path and when we're on this awakening, awakening journey, there are certain things that we can look out for and certain opportunities that we obviously can work with and and things that we need to be aware of if we obviously want to navigate this path um, the best to our ability, but also to to really run incredible and sustainable and impactful businesses throughout it too. So the thing that I wanted to say before I kind of dive into the content is although I'm presenting this as six steps or six stages, please know this is in no way linear. All right. This is not a step-by-step process where you'll go through stage one and then, you know, you'll tie that up with a red bow and then you'll beautifully move into step two and then you'll tie that up with a bow. No, (laughs) it doesn't work like that. And I'm sure many of you who are on the path know this too. It can be like a big bowl of spaghetti where you're like moving between the different stages and things aren't all neat and packaged up with a bow on top. All right. It's not something that you can just move through sequentially. The other thing that I would say too is that it's not a final destination and it's not a race, right? It's not a final destination and it's not a race. So 
let me talk about the final destination bit first. As I said, some people believe that once you're enlightened, you're enlightened. And it's like, oh, you know, great. We're at the finish line. Now we're at the spiritual finish line and everything's going to click into place. And I just see so many people setting themselves up for, for disappointment and for real anguish, actually, when they have that mindset around the spiritual journey. Because what happens is inevitably is that life happens again and life takes them out again and they start to beat themselves up thinking, but, you know, but I'm spiritual. Why is, why is all of this bad stuff happening to me? Okay. <laughs> like literally. So the thing is, is that this process is a constant process. It's a lifelong journey. It's something that you will keep cycling through over and over and over again. And I really believe this. And again, this is why I'm not a huge fan on like the whole step-by-step thing, but I, I need sort of a way to present the information to you too. But this is such a big like preface to all of this is that this isn't a final destination. This isn't you move through the six steps and then you ring the bell and, you know, tra-la-la, you're at the finish line. No, probably what's going to happen is you might cycle back through it again, or you might, you might take a little longer in certain stages than others. And this is a really, it's really a lifelong journey. All right. So it's not a final destination. It's also not a race. And if you've been following me for any amount of time, you guys know that one of my bugbears is spiritual ego. All right. And sort of people comparing themselves or their journeys to someone else's or shaming people or, using their spirituality as a way to bypass human reality as well, or to position themselves as somehow being as in, more enlightened than other folk and you know, all this sort of stuff, right? And for any of you who have been on this journey for long enough, you know that no one is better than anybody else on this journey. We are all in this together, but we're also all in this individually as well. Okay. So this isn't about shaming people or looking down our noses at people who we deem to be less enlightened or, or whatever. Like I see this a lot. You only have to be in some of the spiritual groups and communities online to sniff this stuff out. And honestly, I can't bear it because one of the things that I've learned personally on my own spiritual journey is that the, the further and the deeper I go into this, the more I realize that I don't know shit. Okay, <laughs> Like this is just so big. Uh, and you know, no one has all the answers to this. All right. So I'm going to come back to spiritual ego in a bit, but I just really want you guys to know that this isn't a race. Wherever you're at on this path is exactly where you are supposed to be. If you're finding yourself stuck in, in one of these stages, maybe uh, a little longer than other stages, that's perfect. And that's exactly where you're supposed to be. All right. So please just know that this isn't a final destination. It's not a race and it's certainly not a step-by-step -step process either. All right. One of the things that I'm going to do as I start to share a little bit more about these step, six steps or six stages is I am going to start drawing it back to business as well, because I know that I have an entrepreneur audience here too. I have a very uh, awakened entrepreneur audience and people who are very conscious and people who are on this journey. So I kind of want to tie some of these lessons and learnings and um, things back to actually how you can start to look at this through the lens of your business as well. Okay. So I want to kind of put that spin on this episode today too. So I really hope it serves you, um, but let's get stuck in. So the first stage is where we wake up, right? So we wake up, it's what I call like the big lights on moment. It's like, oh, 
wow, okay, so there is something more to life here, <laughs> okay? And, you know, most people wake up either through chaos or they spontaneously wake up, all right? What I would say, you know, obviously using my own journey and also my experience with my clients too, I'd say that probably about 80% of people that I've encountered have woken up through some kind of chaos happening in their life, all right? So, um, you know, this is where the rug is just pulled out from underneath you, things just completely change in your life. Uh, I've often spoken about my own story back from 2011, 2012, where I went through a period of ill health. Uh, I also had a relationship breakdown at the time. Uh, I also uh, got kicked out of the home that I was living in. I uh, left my job. Like I had all of this massive, massive change within the space of, I think it was like a six month period. Okay. Okay. And for me, it was in particular, it was the physical illness at the time. So I had double pneumonia and I was really, really sick. I was in and out of hospital for quite a while. Um, it was, it was a massive wake up call to me. And it was just one of those moments where I thought, oh my God, like, what am I doing? It was like one of those, what am I doing type moments? And that's usually how people describe it, where it's just this instant lights on, something's got to change and there's got to be more to life. All right. So that happened to me back in 2011, 2012, as I said. And as I said, most people that I work with have experienced generally some kind of a health crisis. Uh, in fact, I'd say the majority of, of my clients uh, who are on this journey have, have had some kind of a health crisis or they've been through some kind of grief or death um, in their family or within their circle. Perhaps they've lost something of significance as well, maybe home or, or they've gone through some kind of financial loss. Um, divorce as well is, is always up there, possibly even been through some kind of an, an accident or injury as well that's really taken them out. So, you know, whatever it is for you, typically it's typically the wake up or that lights on moment is born out of some kind of chaos that's happened in our lives. I do know people that have just sort of woken up spontaneously as well. They've been watching TV or they've been out and about for a walk or they've just had a dream or something in the morning and then suddenly it's like, ah, okay, I'm awake. <laughs> okay. There's, um, there's something beyond my current reality. All right. So that does happen. But as I said, most people that I've certainly found and, and that I've worked with have, have, have woken up out of some kind of necessity through chaos. All right. And I think, you know, when we look at the last year, you know, 2020, 2021, I really do believe, and, and I talk about this on socials too. I really believe that there is a mass waking up at the moment. I believe a lot of people are coming online. They're waking up to the fact that there has got to be more and they're asking themselves the really big questions in their life because this is what happens when we wake up. One of the biggest symptoms is that we start asking those really big questions. Why am I here? What's my purpose? What am I doing? Why is, why is my life like this? <laughs> you know, how have I got to 40, 50, 60 years old, however old you are, 20 years old? And it's like, why am I still repeating the same shit? You know, so we start asking ourselves these big questions. And I think over the last year with this mass waking up that we're all going through as, as a world and as a collective is through people losing things like, you know, financial security, sometimes their jobs, um, through our freedom, you know, loss of freedom and liberty through lockdowns and all this sort of stuff, relationships we know are under a lot of pressure. People's mental health and well-being, health generally is under a lot of pressure. So it 
you know, going back to what I was saying about most wake up calls happen off the back of some kind of chaos or loss, it makes sense that we're going through a massive awakening at the moment. All right. And this is where I would tie it back into business and say that if you're a spiritual business owner, a spiritual entrepreneur, I would also put coaches into this, this category too, because, you know, coaches, whether you consider yourself to be woo woo or spiritual or not, or whether you work in that sort of capacity directly, or whether it's indirectly through nutrition or through life coaching or whatever it happens to be or business, you're in the space of transformation. So in my book, it's like you are in the spiritual arts. All right. So I'm just going to put you there. <laughs> okay. So, you know, if you're a spiritual business owner or entrepreneur, people need your help more than ever. They need your help more than ever. They're waking up, their relationships are falling apart. They're going through, and I'm going to talk about this step in a minute. They're going through dark nights of the soul. They're going through health crises. They're going through financial strain. People need your help. All right. So this is why we can't afford to have you sat around wondering like, oh, you know, is what I have a viable business or should I really be doing this or not? You've got a viable business. People need your help. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, and sometimes people ask me, when I talk about these stages of, of awakening, sometimes people say, well, what's the time frame on that? And it's like, well, I don't know. Everyone's individual is different. Everyone's individually different, okay, on this journey. So, but generally what I've found is that this initial wake up kind of lights on stage is, is, is like days, weeks kind of thing. It's not something that, you know, takes years or, or whatever in the making. It's like when you're awake, you're, you're pretty much like switched on straight away. All right. So this kind of then brings me to the next step, which is this blissful learning stage. This is kind of what I call it, blissful learning. And this is where you start doing your research and, you know, your eyes are are open suddenly and it's incredible. You start reading books. Maybe you start venturing into the spirituality and the self-help section of the bookshops. (laughs) Okay. Or, uh, you know, you've got this thirst for knowledge about yourself and about a higher power and about how connected you are to the universe or to God or to whatever it is that you want to call it, whatever your version of this is. You also, during this kind of blissful learning stage, you start to create connections with others who might be on the same path. You Maybe you join some Facebook groups or you join a book club or, you know, you start to explore a little bit more. You also start to explore maybe things like the healing arts, or maybe you start to develop a prayer practice, or maybe you start to move into things like yoga, or you start to just explore spiritual practices, okay? And the thing that I've noticed in this phase is that this is where people start to feel really good because it's like, oh, wow, like I'm so connected to God or source or my higher power or spirit, whatever you want to call it. You know, the world just suddenly looks different. Okay. Because you realize that you've been sort of this player, I guess, in, in the matrix, some people call it the matrix, but you know, whatever you want to call it, but you've been sort of playing this role in society that's been constructed in a way. And suddenly it's like, you have this new found knowledge and you have these new eyes that you're starting to see everything with and this is so beautiful and it's so incredible because everything just seems brighter all right your heart is expanding in this stage too it's opening up and as a result of that you even start to feel more connected to your intuition as I said to a higher purpose 
you start to feel more guided, right? You're so much more heart-centered rather than mind-centered, which is obviously typically where we're, where we're conditioned to be, which is up in our head, up in the mind, all right? The only downside to this stage, and, you know, you guys know that I like to give things to you sort of straight <laughs> around, around this. The only slight downside to this stage is that spiritual ego bit. I, I tend to find that this is the stage where that plays out a lot because people are learning. And the thing is when we learn new stuff, we can sometimes want to start comparing our level of knowledge to other people's because guess what? We, we haven't dissolved our ego at this point either. That's kind of the bit that's coming next. <laughs> so we've still got these big human egos and we've got all this incredible spiritual knowledge and we feel blissful and we're exploring. Sometimes this is where our ego can come in, all right? So just just, just a little watch out on that one because we haven't done the work to dissolve our ego yet. But we can also feel a little bit ungrounded during this stage too and we're up in our heads or up in the spiritual realms and because we're learning, you know, that's a mental activity, all right? So we can sometimes feel a little bit ungrounded in this stage. And again, you know, if people were to ask me timeframes on this, I would say this is like a week's, months kind of thing. Um, you know, sometimes it can be shorter, sometimes it can be longer, but generally, again, everyone's journey is different, but I would say probably weeks to months, this, this sort of stage. Okay. Third stage is the dark night of the soul. And I'm sure many of you have heard of this, uh, stage before. And this is where I don't like the stage term. I really, I don't know. I need to find a better term, but the reason I don't like it is because I've personally been through like three or four dark nights of the soul over the last 11 years. Okay. So this isn't like a one and done. This isn't a destination. Remember, this isn't a, you pass through this hurdle. Oh, good for you. Now you never have to go back there again. No, <laughs> we, we go back all the time and revisit these stages as our journey deepens, as we get more knowledge and as we expand and deepen into our practice. All right. But for those of you who are unfamiliar with this term or have maybe heard of it before but don't quite know what it means, dark night of the soul, I mean, this is really like a purge stage and I'll come back to that in a sec, but it's basically the stage where you, you've got all of this knowledge now and you've started to explore and you've started to open up to your spirituality. But of course, the other side of that is that you begin to see where your life is misaligned. Okay, you begin to see really clearly where you've been living a lie. You begin to see where you're misaligned, where you've been holding yourself back. Okay, because you've done so much learning and so much evolving, even to get to this point. Suddenly it's like, oh shit, the relationships that I have aren't supporting me. Uh, my career isn't what I really want to be doing anymore. My business isn't where I want it to be. Uh, where I'm living, you know, my location, this, I don't want to be here anymore. You also start to, uh, as I said, you start to purge because what's happening is your soul is literally pushing to the surface all of the things in your life that need to be healed and released. Okay. Everything in your life that needs to be healed and released, whether it's external stuff, as I said, career, relationships, business, location, or typically what I find, repressed stuff, old patterns, 
old shit that's been kicking around since childhood that you haven't dealt with. Okay. Your soul is going to force you to look at this and it's going to come up through triggers. You're going to see stuff. There's going to be stuff that falls apart. Okay. Uh, This is a really difficult stage. It's really difficult. And, you know, it's difficult because we're forced to confront the things that we've found coping mechanisms to avoid in the past. We're going to be forced to look at things that we've only wanted to put a, a sticky plaster band-aid over the top of before that we've sort of known has been there, but actually it's like, it's not been urgent enough for us to address it. Now we have no choice. We've got to look at this stuff and we've got to bring it to the surface in order to heal. And guess what? When we start to do this, This is where we find our ego begins to dissolve, all right? And, you know, I often talk about this as like a side note. I often talk about how our ego um, is is a really good thing when it knows its place, okay? It's our ego that makes us get up and have a shower every morning and get dressed and that gives us a sense of pride in our our work and, and things like that, right? Our ego is not to be vilified, but it's those sort of trickier parts to our ego that that start to dissolve because we begin questioning what we really know. We question how we've been living. We start going back to those really tricky questions like, why am I here? What am I doing? Who are these people in my life? Why do I keep doing that thing? Why do I keep going back to that old addiction or coping mechanism or bullshit that I've been doing that's kept myself stuck? All right. This really is almost like a death process. Okay. And the thing is, when part of us is dying, it can feel really uncomfortable to the point where I know when I was going through uh, Dark Night of the Soul, I mean, this is where things like sadness, despair, depression, I, I went through all of that, okay, depression, anxiety, because we're desperately clinging to the stuff that we know, even though we also know it's got to die away, all right? This is where resistance, I'm going to talk about resistance a little bit more in a sec, but releasing our resistance to stuff is so important. Okay. Because if you think about if I'm trying to like guide you by the hand up the street and you're kicking and screaming and you're like pulling back against me, it's going to take us longer, isn't it? To kind of get to where we need to go. And it's going to make the whole process so much more difficult, but we resist and we, we dig our heels in. But at the same time, we know that we need to get to that destination too, or to that that part where we're releasing this stuff, okay? So it can be a really, really tricky stage and it's something that I really encourage you to get support around as well. I do not encourage you to to do this on your own, although it's an individual journey, really seeking out community and support as you're going through this is really important, okay? And I'm talking about therapeutic support. I'm talking about spiritual and healing support also, all right? I'd also say if you're a business owner going through a dark night of the soul, I went through a dark night uh, whilst running this business as well. Um, I really want you to have a think about and check out my, I'm going to link it up, but I'm going to link up my podcast episode on how to run your business when basically life shit gets in the way. And I think in that episode, I spoke specifically about, you know, if you have a relationship breakdown or if something happens, like how does your business keep running? whilst you're going through a really bad state personally. So I'm going to link that up because one of those things that could be happening in your life is a dark night of the soul. All right. So how do you continue running your business 
whilst you're feeling sadness, whilst you're feeling despair, depressed, maybe, maybe you're dealing with mental health stuff at the time too. All right. So, you know, your business doesn't just stop. Most people don't have the luxury of just stopping their business, uh, especially if they're a solo business owner, you don't have a team to rely on. So, you know, your business has got to keep running. Okay. So how do you do that whilst navigating this stuff? So definitely check out that podcast episode. I'm going to link that up below, but guys, this dark night of the soul is something that we will continually come back to. And you know, that's sort of not the pop version of love and light kind of spirituality, but that's the truth. That's real spirituality. Because as we evolve and as we deepen, guess what? There'll be something else that comes up that sends us spinning back into another dark night of the soul, another period of purging, because we're always evolving and we're always growing. And, you know, again, timeframes on this sort of stuff, it's really difficult to say, but this can last anywhere from months to, to years, dark nights of the soul, right? So it's nothing to be afraid of. And I think this is the thing when you know, and when you have this perspective, and this is part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast episode today, but when you know what's going on, when you know that you're in the middle of a dark night of the soul, for example, it really does take some of that anxiety and some of that pressure off because you know from a higher perspective, what you're going through and why you're going through it. Because this is really the dissolving of an old identity. This is the dissolving of all of the constructs and all of the things that have kept you locked in, have kept you safe, have kept you playing small, that have kept you from growing and evolving. So the dark night is really that process where we begin to release those things, okay? Heal them and release them. The next stage is the void. And this is, I think, one of the most fascinating stages of the spiritual journey. Okay. And I actually think it's really underestimated because it's so, so powerful when we approach it in the right way. And again, that's going to start by knowing that you're in the void. Okay. So the void is almost like radical rest because when you've been through a dark night of the soul, you've been growing and evolving so, so rapidly and you've been making a lot of changes in your life and you've been asking those big questions, that burns up a lot of energy, a lot of mental energy, a lot of physical energy too. So don't be surprised if you're going to start feeling a little bit tired <laughs> at some point. I, I know when I was in my, my, my latest void, again, I've been through several, but I just felt so tired all the time. There was no physical reasons. I went to the doctor. I had all the blood tests. I had all the things done. Nothing wrong with me. But it's like, ah, actually I'm in the void. Ah, okay. Get it. So guess what? I was just allowing myself to then rest. I gave myself a little bit more self-compassion around what I was going through because this period of being in the void is like that. It's almost like that no man's land between the old identity and the new identity. It's that old way of life versus the new way of life. It's being in that kind of middle bit. It's being in the middle of your old energy system and your new energy system as well. And I, I've spoken to a lot of people that have been in the void and, and also just speaking from my own experience too, it can be one of the most frustrating parts of this journey because it feels like life just stops around you. Okay. Yes, you, of course, you're going to be getting on with day-to-day -day bits and pieces, but it's going to feel like there's no real growth and there's no real expansion. And you're going to feel like you're stagnating. Okay. This is how it's going to feel. It's going to feel like you're stagnating 
but really it's about stillness and allowing the stillness. I'm going to come back to that in a sec, but it can feel like that no man's land. You can feel a little bit lost and anxious within that and a bit disconnected as well. Um, even things like your inner guides, like your inner guidance systems and things can feel a little bit kind of quiet during this stage. Uh, life sort of stops around you, as I said, and that resistance will really kick in because, and, you know, just speaking personally here too, but as a woman, okay, as driven woman, ambitious woman at my core, I got frustrated because like, it just felt like I, I couldn't grow. It felt like there was nothing happening <laughs> around me. You know, yes, my business was running and doing really well, but whenever I would put plans in place to grow or expand or launch something new, I, there was just something that would come up and be like, no, this isn't the right time. Save it for later. Save it for later. Save it for later. Okay. So I was getting frustrated because, and so many of us do this because we have these masculine templates and we, you know, I did a podcast on this last time, but it's like our masculine energy wants to move and wants to drive forward, but physically life has kind of stopped around us. So all of our momentum and all of our energy just kind of seizes up a little bit. And it can feel really frustrating and you can go into this phase kicking and screaming and you're going to resist it and cause yourself so much more pain, <laughs> okay? So really my advice is to surrender into this process. Now that you know, if you're in a void, you know that you're in the void. If it feels like there's this stillness around you, like all your best laid plans just aren't kind of happening, you might be in the void, all right. And what's really happening in this phase is that we're being forced into a cocoon. We're being forced into it because this is where the magic happens as well. When you think about the old, you know, the cliche analogy, but it's, you know, it's a perfect one. You think about the, the caterpillar to a butterfly, all right. Can you imagine if a caterpillar was like, no, I don't want to go into that cocoon. No, I don't want to go into it. It's got this tiny little brain and it's resisting going into the cocoon the outcome would be that we would never have any amazing butterflies flapping around. <laughs> okay? We've just got these kind of creepy caterpillars everywhere that are refusing to go into their cocoon. So it's like we're being forced into the freaking cocoon by spirit, by God, whatever it is for you. And the only way that we can go into this cocoon without that mindset of the caterpillar that's resisting is to just allow it and is to surrender to it. Because we're probably going to be dealing with some fallout from our dark night of the soul. We're going to be going through day-to-day -day sort of life stuff. But this is really where if we surrender into the cocoon, this is where our magic work happens. This is where the caterpillar dissolves itself and turns into the freaking butterfly in that cocoon. The same is true for your journey. This is where you have the opportunity to start understanding your identity upgrades. This is where you can start understanding what that next evolution of you really looks like. What's that next level vision you have? What is the, the shadow work that still needs to be done? What parts of your psyche still need to be excavated? How can you start to get realigned? And this is, this is really key. This isn't about implementing just yet. That's going to come in the next couple of stages. This is about just understanding and doing the inner work, okay? 
the dissolving of our ego has happened through the dark night of the soul, we need to finish that process by excavating the shadow, understanding our next level vision, putting those plans in place for our next evolution. This is a beautiful, beautiful stage to start doing this quiet inner planning work and resting as well, okay? So it's at this this stage where you're going to start to encounter and come into contact with that next level version of yourself. Only if, though, you can get past or move beneath that level of frustration that will inherently come with, with the void part that we're going through too. So if you can get underneath the frustration and if you can get underneath the resistance, what's there is your first contact with your new identity, with your new self, with the next evolution. And you're going to start to realize this new power that's starting to develop, this incredible uniqueness that you have and the peace that goes along with that too. And honestly, you know, the void is is probably one of the longer parts or longer stages of, of this process too. I mean, this is like a month's years thing in some case. Uh, but honestly, it is the most powerful stage. And like I said, it, it's not where you do nothing, you know, because life will go on and you will still have a business to run or kids to raise or, or whatever. But I would really encourage you to find and cultivate some stillness. If you know that you're in a void because you're doing so much work energetically here, allow yourself to go into that cocoon, even if it's 10 or 15 minutes a day of just quiet, no TV, no distractions, no mobile phones, no podcasts, no music, and just sit with yourself. Create a journaling practice as well. See what comes up through it. Continue to do the work, of course, but This isn't necessarily about growth, outward growth at this stage, okay? So the fifth step is what I call grounded emergence. This is where we come out of the freaking cocoon, okay? So we're coming out. We've got our new wings. We're flapping around. They look beautiful, okay? We're drying them out. This is where we start to emerge. And this is where we begin to step into and claim this next level version of ourselves, our new identity. And, you know, this stage as well is so incredibly blissful and beautiful. So remember going back to that second stage where I spoke about blissful learning, you start to recapture some of that feeling of of bliss and awesomeness. Okay. It returns here. (laughs) It really does. But I'd say one of the key differences at this point is it feels a lot more grounded and it feels a lot more anchored because you're anchoring it into this new, powerful, strong, next evolution version of yourself, okay? This is where, and some people have described it as more of a spiritual maturity. And and again, I'm not a huge fan of that term because maturity, again, sort of points to that final destination thing, which we know is BS, okay? But I'd say it's like a next level of spiritual maturity, all right? So it's not just, you know, the, the pop version of love and light, kind of here's all my crystals kind of thing and, and you know, my, my sage, like all of that stuff's amazing, by the way. But we know that it's not just love and light anymore. We also know that it can be a big pile of shit too. And we're okay with that <laughs> because this is about light and dark, love 
light, but also depth and shadow because we've been there and we know that it's about both. And this is where we begin to really expand into our duality and we start to get grounded in that too. And this is where real depth and maturity begins to come in. And this is also where we start to bring those lessons, that stuff that we did in the void, okay, all of those lessons we learned, we start to bring that into our everyday life now and we start to take action. So this is where things like um, in business, this is where I see a lot of clients starting to birth new offers, starting to rebrand their business. Uh, Maybe they start to tap into their next level of ideal client, next level of authentic messaging. Okay, because they've got this new version of themselves that they're releasing to the world. So it only makes sense that they start to equilibrialize, equilibrialize. <laughs> What's that word? Did I just make that up? I think I just made that up. That's amazing. But like they start to bring this work to all parts of their life now and they start to land it. If they're returning into the dating world, they are really clear about what they're looking for in a new partner. Okay, so and it's probably moved on a hell of a lot since the last year or two or however long they've been on this journey. So they start to bring this new knowledge and these new lessons into all areas of their life. So they start to see this happening externally, but also internally, this is where stepping into that spiritual maturity means that you begin owning your real power. You know that through all of the resilience and all of the grit that you had access to and developed because of the dark night of the soul and the freaking void and everything else. It's like, you've got resilience and grit in bucket loads. So this is a really incredible solid base to stand on as well when tapping into your power. So you become stronger and you become more powerful and you also become more joyful, playful. Okay. Because it's like, you've been to the depths you know how shit things can get. Okay. So it's like you have that bigger viewpoint and that bigger perspective on what really freaking matters. We don't sweat the small stuff anymore. We find joy and we find playfulness in what we do. We can laugh at ourselves. Okay. We're not so serious anymore. And part of this maturity as well is what really makes you magnetic because you can embrace the strength and the power, but also the joy and the play, you know, the yin and the yang. Okay. You start to become more magnetic and that magnetism can only be birthed through being less scared, more whole, unmasked, more raw. Okay. That's where real magnetism comes from. It's not a performance anymore. It's not about delivering a flash presentation at work with your best corporate mask on. It's about really stepping into the true version of you, unmasked, completely whole, less scared than ever before, and with more experience too. So that magnetism is something that can only shine through from experience. All right. Your energy, as I said, physically and and emotionally, your, your energy is just expanded and way more powerful as well, okay? And you are, again, really connected during this stage. You, you get those eye, eyes back where you can see everything that, you know, through those incredible kind of new lenses where everything looks, again, more colourful, more powerful, more amazing than ever. 
And it's also where you start to reconnect to that sense of bliss, but also you begin to develop more compassion for others too, who again, maybe on the spiritual path too, but it's like you, you realize that everyone's just doing their best at the moment. You have a lot more um, compassion is what I would say, but you also have very, very, very clear boundaries too. So it's this going back to this duality concept. It's where you start to bring the two together. It's, it's amazing. The last step or the last stage is where you begin to live your purpose or you start to evolve your purpose. Okay, so this is where you begin to commit or recommit to your vision and your mission around what you're here to do. And you actually start to walk the path. Right? And it doesn't mean that you explode onto the stage one night it may do but it might just look like taking that first small action step towards living your dream living your purpose connecting to that mission recognizing that this is a constant evolution so you know going back to what I was saying at the very start of this podcast about these steps are not in any bloody linear order okay this is a really important point right here because even if I look at my own journey when I woke up okay and I started to go through that blissful learning stage thereafter that was actually where I started to, to build my business and start to live my purpose and my mission right back then before my dark night, <laughs> before the void. All right. But my business back then looked pretty different to how it does now, as you would expect, because I've grown and, and evolved. The heart and soul and the essence is, is still the same, but it's evolved as, as a brand and my message has expanded for sure. But, you know, every time I've gone through a dark night of the soul or a, a void experience and then come out the other side, my business has grown and re-evolved with it. Okay, so this is where it's, it's just, just not a linear process. Okay, so I wanted to kind of come back to that, all right. But this is really about starting to recommit to your vision, to your mission, starting to walk the path. This is about really claiming that new identity and starting to walk forward in your life, in your relationships, in your career, in your business with that new version of you running the show, okay? Because you're not held back anymore and you recognize your triggers. You know the stuff that still needs work. You know that you know, all of the work you were doing in the void and the dark night of the soul, that's probably you're going to be continuing on working with parts of that too. You know, if there's old patterns and conditioning and, and things, you know, this stuff just doesn't go away overnight. It's a constant work in progress. So, you know, there's stuff that I identified right back from the very beginning um, from my very first dark night of the soul that I'm still working on now because it's like as I begin to know parts of myself more intimately and I start to, to see more clearly, understand where my triggers are, it's like, oh, yeah, it's that thing. Oh, I'm doing that again. Wow. And you start to get really curious. And so you're constantly tweaking and tuning yourself up, <laughs> if that makes sense, right? But really, you're not allowing any of that stuff to hold you back anymore. You don't let fear hold you back, okay, from, from launching a business or from doing something new. It's just like it's not even a freaking option to not live your purpose and to not live your mission. And you start to care a lot less about what other people think and you start to really just march to the beat of your own freaking drum here, okay? So you really become a force to be reckoned with. And so this is, again, where I would say just to go right back to the very beginning, this is where it's not linear. There will be points where 
you've come through a grounded emergence and you're living your purpose and then guess what something else happens and then you're taken back to another dark night of the soul it's like this continual evolution and we shouldn't be scared of that okay this is part of what we signed up to this is part of um god's or source's plan for us too it's what we agreed to i believe on on some level So it's like, this is what we're here to do. And everything that happens is part of this kind of ascension in consciousness, this evolution in our growth as well. Okay. So as shitty as it may feel, and and believe me, I've been through some really shitty stuff too. In some level, it's there to help our soul grow. And that may be through us living our purpose a little differently, through evolving what we're supposed to do, through helping and healing others through our experiences as well. And this is what I see happen so beautifully in business where people turn their wounds into wisdom, where they start to do that work of transmuting some of the shit that's come up, that's been purged through their dark night. And they start to incorporate that into their next level offers, their next level messages. They, they make the career change. They make those relationship changes, have the conversations they need to have. And this is where it is all about grounding our spiritual awakening and our existence into the real world. This is where spirituality and grounded earthly reality need to come together. So, you know, this is where it's never about these two things being separate. It's not about escaping reality to go hang out in the spiritual realms and stay there forever. It's like, that's no good to anybody. And it's quite selfish, actually. You know, we're all here to help one another. And we're all here, I believe, to really bring whatever it is we learn from our spiritual work back onto the earth, back into community, back into helping others. Okay. So I really believe that. And I'm really hot on that too. I am not one of those coaches or teachers that's like, oh, you know, it's all about kind of, it's just all about ascension and it's just all about escaping reality. And no, what, what good is that really? If you're never going to share that work, if you're never going to land those lessons, if you're not really going to commit to walking the path feet on the ground right now, what a waste. Okay. So this is why I really believe business is so powerful because it allows us to land our message. It allows us to have that vehicle where our soul's growth and our soul's message can work through that vehicle to help and support others. Okay. Business is just the vehicle to get your soul's work and also allow you to, to shine and for you to share the lessons through your own evolution and share that with people who need it, who may be a few steps behind. Okay. So I would say if I was going to share some top tips with you, it is definitely surrender into this process. And, you know, if I, if I heard those words not that long ago, I would have been like, oh, I'm so sick of hearing the word surrender. (laughs) It's like, it's such a triggering word, particularly for people who are very driven and very like want to get things done and have a big mission and have a big impact to make. It's just so frustrating, but it's true. Surrendering and dropping the resistance. And, you know, one of the simplest ways to do that is to just have this sort of, it's almost like this helicopter view of your process that you're going through, even though you may be in the depths of a dark night or you might be in this weird suspension space of the void 
knowing that you're there can actually really help you drop and release the resistance. And it's really simple, but it's just perspective. Okay. Second tip I would share with you is to really find community and support. And I did mention this back in the dark night section, but wherever you need support, call it in and you will need different things at different stages of this journey. Okay. So I know when I was going through my dark night in particular, I, uh, you know, therapist, I had to work with therapist. I was also working with a Reiki healer as well. Uh, and, and some other bits and, and pieces too, but going through that, when I was back at the kind of blissful learning stage, that's when I joined uh, book clubs and community groups and went to workshops. And, and I was kind of in that explore stage where I was connecting with others. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not on this journey alone. You know, uh, things like when I was going through the process of really living my purpose and grounding it, you know, I've got a big earth energy anyway. So it's like, I'm all about freaking grounding this stuff and making it happen. But that's where I work with coaches and marketing experts and business coaches to really help me land the thing. Okay. It's so important to me. So it's just calling in the support that you need at different stages of this process. Okay. This is where, you know, a lot of my services are geared towards helping people really live their purpose and ground it. Okay. I'm introducing a new offer in September, which is going to be more about helping people navigate that void piece, whether you see yourself as being in that void or, or whether you're going through uh, maybe the tail end of a dark night of the soul, or you're coming through into that grounded emergence phase my offer, which is going to be the new Integrative Shadow Work Academy, that's something that's going to really help you with that stage of this process too, because it's going to be about looking at, well, what are those old ways of being that are dying away versus what's actually emerging and what's coming through and what's that new identity? Remember I said the void is such an incredible space to start to explore the shadow, to start to do some of the deeper work, to really look at these identity pieces, starting to lay out the plans, okay? Starting to make those internal shifts too, starting to really de-armor and look after our heart in that process. That's what the Shadow Work Academy is going to be amazing at doing, okay? So before we go out and really land it and start walking it, I mean, this is where that real inner work can, can meet the outer work as well. All right. So if you would like some more information about that, more will be coming over the next couple of weeks, but feel free to reach out to my team if you would like to know um, some of the early bird kind of juicy details before they officially launch to the public. Just send us an email at uh, support at lightpurposeliving.com and we would be happy to share more. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I hope that episode served you today. I really enjoyed sharing this with you and recording this one. So any feedback, as always, just drop it below, send me a message, hit me up on socials, whatever you need. Uh, I'm here for you and pleasure as always until next time. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Big Talk podcast today. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a review and share it with your friends. For further information about our programs and free content, head on over to lightpurposeliving.com. See you soon.